This is Deacon Greg sharing Walking in the Way of Love. Learn. Yesterday, I talked about truth. I'm going to continue with truth-telling today. The church and all of us need to face our participation with racial oppression. In the past and currently. As part of the Episcopal Church's Becoming Beloved Community, there is a section on truth-telling, and much of the material for this podcast comes from that document. As part of the questions that are asked before the baptism of a person, the congregation and the family is asked, will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? And the people answer, I will with God's help. Now, and it Anthrodotes and stereotypes abound regarding Episcopalians and race. But there is rarely adequate data, especially for dioceses beyond the United States. If we seek reconciliation, healing, and new life, it begins with telling the truth about the Episcopal Church's racial composition and participation in a system of racial justice and injustice especially given the church's relationship to the complex history of race in the 17 nations our church calls home. And the same may be true for other denominations, or for all denominations, or even for just the institutions and businesses outside of the church. Now, the Episcopal Church took the place of the Church of England after we separated from England. And its church benefited greatly from slavery during that time. Other churches during that time benefited also. How much the church in the churches in the North benefited from slavery can only be determined through careful search of church records. And that's probably true of all churches. The core question we need to ask, discuss, and answer are what racial, cultural, and ethnic groups are in our church? Who is around us? What groups shape our common life, leadership, and worship? How has our church excluded or embraced different racial, cultural, and ethnic groups over time? Well, to answer these questions, we need to examine where you are and where you have been. One activity called Explorer Neighborhoods gives you a democrat demographic overview of the area within a 15-minute driving distance of your congregation's physical location. And as you do this, notice any differences between the racial ethnic and cultural makeup of the church and its leadership and the makeup of the community where your congregation or ministry is based. With what diverse neighborhoods might God be calling you into relationship, justice-making, and learning? 
What historic or systemic barriers would you need to address to grow these relationships? Notice adjacent areas with a significantly different racial, ethnic, or cultural makeup. With what diverse peoples in your geographic area might God be calling you into relationship, justice-making, and learning? What historic and systemic barriers would you need to address? Looking at the social and demographic characteristics of the local community sheds light on the people to which we hope to minister or to be in relationship one with. Looking at trends in membership, average worship attendance, and financial giving sheds light on congregational strength and whether current patterns indicate growth, decline, or stability. Once you have mapped out the demographics of the area around your church, it's time to look at the church itself. So where possible, gather data on race, ethnicity, and culture within your congregation and diocese, now and in the past. What is the congregation, what is the membership like? How are people of the church engaged in ministry? Now, remember that people who may not consider themselves members, but are part of the church's life and ministry, you should include them also. What about your church's leadership? What about your diocesan leadership and staff? Notice the patterns of racial, ethnic, and cultural representation in the bodies above. Which groups are present? And why might these patterns exist? For the same thing, notice the racial, ethnic, and cultural groups that make decisions in your church and diocese. Are there certain groups trusted with power? while others are not? And why might these patterns exist? Now that you understand your church and what it's like, it is time to ask difficult questions on your, on our participation in racial injustice and justice. What is your church's history of participation in behaviors and structures of racial injustice? And what is our church's history of participation in behaviors and structures of racial justice and healing? Even when we have the best of intentions, we will see patterns of exclusion as well as inclusion. How could we tell the truth and take note of current and historic divisions around us without feeling paralyzed, criticized, or defensive? What helps us to stay in an open, grace-filled conversation? Thank you for joining me on my walk in the way of love. 
Until next time, stay safe and healthy and center your life on Jesus and following him into a loving, liberating, and life-giving relationship with God, each other, and creation.